Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Oh, I feel good. You know, a little jitters in the beginning, but uh, all in all. Feel good. Uh, not that much different. You know, I take shots that are open to me. Uh, yeah, you want to? You know, uh, we didn't make a lot of shots in the beginning. We had an open shot. Uh, they just won't fall. What was the biggest surprise to you about today, tonight's game in terms of just the pace of the game or what? Uh, actually, how, how many shots we actually missed. You know, we missed a lot of wide open shots. And uh, that's surprising. We, you know, we, we knocked those down in practice uh, every day. And uh, I'm surprised we missed that many. And we're back. Celtics win 98-78 in the preseason opener. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. All right, I'm Jared Weiss. With me, as always, is Jimmy Toscano. We've got a newcomer to the show, Julian Edlo from CLNS Radio and WEEI.com. Let's keep this business friendly here. Good to yeah. be here. He's got the purple tie. He's got the purple heart. He's ready to go tonight. He's got the purple heart? Yeah. Well, he might. We don't know. <laughs> We're going to learn more about this guy as we go throughout the season. <laughs> we will. But Julie, I'm going to throw it to you first. So sure. we had our first preseason game. It was The Celtics looked terrible to start off the game. They ended up winning they by did. 20 points. It was kind of shocking. It was a 28-13 fourth quarter for the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about Good Marcus time. Smart first because he's the guy that everybody wanted to see filling in for Rajon Rondo. What were your first impressions of him? Yeah, you know, it was kind of an interesting debut for him. I thought that he played really well. He just shot horribly. He went over eight from the field, finished with two points. So obviously, you want to see Smart be kind of a scorer this year, especially if he's going to have the starting point guard role while Rondo's out, as he did tonight. If you take away his shooting, that's a big thing to take away. He played great on the defensive side of the ball. I thought in the second quarter when he came back into the game, he played really well at the point guard spot. Uh, he led a couple of nice fast breaks. He had one uh, nice pass to Bradley down the court where he finished the layup. Um, his ball handling was good. His kind of control of the team I thought was really good. But the shooting was definitely a major concern. And that's where we all kind of heard about this guy going, in, going into exactly. the season, you know, he's a great player, great defender, intense, great guy, but his shot's not there yet, and he needs to develop at the NBA level or else we're going to have issues. Can't play Rondo and Smart together at the same time because they're offensively challenged from the outside. Mm -hmm. um, even Avery Bradley's gotten a lot better with his shot, but still there's a little bit of, there's a little issue there if you're trying to score points in bunches like that. And, and I didn't have any expectations offensively for Smart going into this one, so I'm not surprised by it. I mean, obviously, like you said, 0 for 8 from the field. Not something you want to see. 
but he's a rookie, and this is his first professional NBA game. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt this time. I did like the other things like that you touched upon, his defense out there. I thought he was active. I thought he was in, in, in the opponent's faces. So overall, solid C+. That's good. I mean, I don't believe in these kind of numbers, but he was the only player on the team with one block, or a block at all, amazingly. So. Goes into the effort. Uh, yeah, exactly. Three steals. Uh, he was really active in transition, which was great. Mm -hmm. And the weird thing to me was watching him, the way that he kept driving down the lane, kind of like straight in a linear motion, and then trying to whip out a pass to a guy kind of hiding weak side, kind of reminded me of a young Rajon Rondo. If you think back to what Rondo used to do in his first couple years, he kind of just dart right for the rim and then try to throw, like, whip a pass to somebody behind yeah. him. Or Now, he doesn't have the kind of ball vision that Rondo has, doesn't quite, doesn't have the yo-yo handles that Rondo has. But I, mean, I, was, I was actually kind of surprised to see how many similarities there were to kind of the young Rondo. He obviously is a lot more burly, and he could kind of go in and take the contact better. Yeah. But he really di it didn't look like he was really ever looking for a shot. He was really looking to get in the air, whip a pass back, which, of course, we know is a cardinal sin. You don't leave your feet when you're trying to get rid of the ball. So he'll, he'll work on that. But he looks like a guy that's ready to be a distributor first, which is a little bit of a surprise considering that we were all expecting him to look to be a scorer first and develop more of a, a kind of a passer's uh, game side. And he didn't look scared yeah. out there either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's a rookie. I'm sure he had some self-doubts going on out there. But in general, I thought he held, held his composure pretty well. And I think Brad Stevens is, is a great coach to have for him because he's going to keep telling him, just keep shooting the ball, just, you know, keep doing your thing. Don't get down on yourself. And, they're gonna, and he's hopefully going to gain more confidence every game. And I think the shots will fall eventually. Yeah, I was really surprised with how much of a grasp he kind of had on the point guard position. And just one last time to go back to his shots. I think part of the reason he went 0 for 8 was his shot selection. He went 0 for 5 from 3. Yeah. Just off the top of my head, I remember a couple of pretty deep ones that he was kind of forced into taking. I think if he can kind of get into the paint more, where he was looking to distribute tonight, if he looks for his shot when he gets in there too, you know, he's probably gonna find some better looking shots than he did tonight. And you know, the one that surprised me was uh, he had a kind of one-on-one -on -one going down uh, kind of on a fast break in the second half, and he kind of hesitated, and then he put yeah. up kind of like a jump hook, and it got blocked. And that was the exact opposite of what you were expecting from him. You thought he was going to kind of come out and be ready to take it in the guy's chest. But, yeah, you know, it's his first game ever. I mean, it was, it was against Philadelphia, who was throwing out their C squad. Although I think that is <laughs> that is their squad, actually, pretty much, <laughs> except for Michael Carter-Williams. So that was... Their C-Squad their C is their squad, but I mean, it it wasn't the kind of return you're, you're hoping for scoring-wise from Smart, but it's very clear that he's a guy that can adapt, you can work with the game plan, and he can give you whatever you want him to be able to basically give you on the game. Great. All right, well, let's move on to part two. Uh, before we go, make sure to remember to like and comment on the YouTube page. Uh, on whatever page you're really watching this on, whether it's Celtics Blog or CLNS Radio, and like us on Facebook. We want to get more interactive like this us. year. Uh, use Please. hashtag on board to tweet us, <laughs> and we will like we'll include your questions on the show. I just I just want to talk to you guys so badly. Uh, so coming up, we're going to talk about Evan Turner, and then part three, we're going to go into the Twitter bag. We've got some questions from you guys, and we'll give you our final thoughts. So stay tuned. Garden Report, CLNS Radio, and Celtics Blog will be right back. Uh, Marcus didn't shoot it. Um, as well as Evan, but you know Marcus's value um, and what Marcus does to affect the game is going to be hard to find on a stat sheet um, in a lot of games. I mean, he's so so tough defensively, um, and you know he's one of these guys that I think um, will get stronger as the game goes along defensively, and that's hard to play against for the whole time. 
Well, he was good most of the first couple of days of camp, but he just he for whatever reason he struggled a little bit in the scrimmage. But he's, um, you know, I, I do think I don't know if we have a person that watches more film than he does, um, and he wants to be really good. And, and you know, when when we signed Evan, one of the things that I was most excited about was I know him, so I know what he's about. I know his makeup. I know, you know, that all the good things that that he can do on a basketball court. And, and I think that um, you add that to a little chip on somebody's shoulder and maybe, you know, you know, usually can add up to pretty good things with his work ethic. He works hard. All right, this is the Evan Turner part of the conversation. Uh, he really had as good of a breakout first game as you could have hoped for. He had 15 points, 10 rebounds, six assists, shot five for 11. I think the, the bigger surprise is that he didn't have a terrible shooting night. That's kind of the thing that everybody was anticipating with yeah. him. It's a lot of bad shots, but his shot selection was generally really good. His rhythm was good. He played 31 minutes, more than anybody in the entire game. Uh, and he played several different roles. He played the point a little, he played the two, played the three. I mean, it was just a really versatile game, Julian, from Evan Turner. Yeah, Evan Turner was by far, you know, the star for the Celtics tonight. Yep. Just to see, you know, he, he started the game at small forward. He started the second half at point guard. How many guys can you say can do that? And like you said, he played some two. So he played all the positions. You know, he played the most minutes. Five for 11, he shot the best on the Celtics. Uh, he flirted with a triple-double, finished with 15, 10, and 6. So, you know, he had a really great game and uh, surprised me in a lot of ways, you know. We saw at Ohio State his final year how he could play the point guard position and he won National Player of the Year, mm -hmm. but that's not something that we've seen him do you know, consistently in the NBA, not that consistently is one night the first night of the preseason, but he seemed to have uh, good control of that position for one night. Let's see if you know, it lasts. Yeah, you, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I mean, we're talking about going into this game, who's going to be starting at point guard? It was smart, but it could have been Turner. Instead, he starts at small forward. I mean, the guy can literally play three positions. He's so such an interchangeable guy. That's a great, it's a great thing for Stevens to have on his team. You know, a young coach who's trying to find, you know, what lineups work the best ways, and to have that guy be able to play three positions. I know, going into the, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was saying that Turner, when it's all said and done, could maybe even give Jeff Green a run for his money at small forward. So people were saying that he can give, you know he can start a point guard with Rondo, and that just goes to show the type of players he can do a lot of different things. His stat line is, I think, a typical stat line for him. He, 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 can, he can dish he out, can you know, six that. to ten we just passes. Want to see him do it yeah, more. exactly. You want to see him more. I think he's going to get the chance to do it more on this team, you know, especially with Rondo out right now. Well, I mean, don't forget, he was like a 6'8 point forward when he was at Ohio State. He was right. kind of like a, mm -hmm. maybe a better, a more athletic Hito Turkoglu kind of player. And that's the kind of guy that they really need here. Yeah, they now, yeah, very different uh, in a lot of ways. But, I mean, they need more guys that can handle the ball and be playmakers. That's what they really need. They have a lot of guys that can sit there and do their one thing. And Turner brings them the versatility. Of course, it's such a low-risk mm -hmm. opportunity because they're not paying him that much. But I think it's a steal. Yeah. Or it will be. It, it, even, even if he doesn't continue to play like this, although you would expect him to play at a similar level to this. Because it's yeah. not like, we don't forget, he went to Indiana and had a couple of lousy months. But besides that, he's been putting up the numbers yeah. on a decent Sixers team until like a, a year or two. I think the expectations were a little high maybe because of where he was drafted, but I sure. think overall, mm -hmm. I mean, he comes to the Celtics, one of the more, you know, one of the more talented players in the team right off the bat. 
you know, big thing that we played off the top, the footage of Brad Stevens complimenting him on his film work, which is kind of a surprise, because you think, you, you, you look at Turner and you think, oh, he's an athleticism guy, gets by on talent. Right, yeah. But Stevens said he's one of the hardest film workers out there, watches more film than anybody on this team, which mm -hmm. is shocking considering Rajon Rondo's on this team, and I assume that he, play, he puts a video under his eyelid so he can watch while <laughs> he's sleeping at night. Uh, but that's a huge thing, is if Turner is really doing his homework He's a new guy that's going to be able to fit in more quickly because he's going to be able to understand the team, understand how they game plan against yeah. their opponents more quickly than other guys. I just think it's a, it's, a, it's a relationship that both sides can benefit from because Turner obviously needs to raise his value up to where it was. I mean, I, I, I don't think he's a... I, I think he's getting way less than what he could be getting. You know what I mean? I, sure. I think that he can outperform the contract he has with the Celtics and he's going to get a better deal when his next one comes up. So, and he knows that and I'm sure his agent's in his ear telling him that and, and that's going to help this, only going to help the Celtics if you know, they're trying to win games and maybe sure. make a playoff run at some point. Well, the whole Indiana thing killed his value. It did, it's yeah, it's it amazing did. how like a few months in one place can really kill your value. You really don't know what, yeah. what's true and what's not. All the drama that goes on around team. Yeah. And, I mean, again, I don't want to... Overreact after one preseason game, but from what we saw MVP? from him tonight, not quite going to go there. <laughs> but with the playing three positions, you know, over time he's going to get a lot of different roles on this team and kind of maybe accumulate a lot of starts this year. Yeah. Like we said, when Jeff Green goes down, who are you going to start? Turner at the three. Yeah. If something were to happen to Bradley, well, he plugged Turner in at the two. And we just saw tonight that even though Smart got the start, Turner can play the point guard. So he's probably going to be. Should if if they were trying to win. So, I mean, he's going to be a guy that's kind of like a utility player for them that Brad Stevens can just kind of plug in wherever you need him this year. Yeah. I like that utility player. That's good. Utility role. Six-man utility, whatever it is. But he's effective, at least early on, and that's the big thing is that they have effective guys. They have some sort of tangible depth at the playmaker position. It doesn't matter what position is on the court. They have more than one playmaker, which they didn't really have last year. So that's a big improvement. So part three coming up here. Remember, like we said last video, like us, Facebook, YouTube, leave a comment for us, tweet us with hashtag on board. We'll, we'll get right back to you in the program. We'll get right back. This is the Garden Report on CLNS Radio and Celtics blog. Coach, last year you talked about with Jordan Crawford not having kind of preconceived notions about him and Evan Turner, another guy that's had problems publicly, so to speak. But same thing there. Do you care about the whole preconceived notions with the player? Is it really just about what you see when you interact with them? I mean, I think you pay attention to what um, people say, but I think you've got to – I don't think you can be uh, – I think you have to do your own your own math and your own homework on it. And um, uh, I, I play – or I coached under a guy that um, really believed that you soar with your strengths. And he's got a lot of strengths. And so it's our job to help him find those within the flow of the game. Um, and so, you know, I, I think, hey, we, I don't, you know, we don't, we don't have necessarily um, an MVP candidate on our team as far as going and getting baskets and scoring, right? So um, we've got to all work together within our strengths to be the best team we can be, um, because we're not going to, we're not going to win an isolation game, you know. Um, over and over and over. My favorite animal is. That's a good question. <laughs> you said a, you wanted to be a shark, remember? A shark, yeah, I'd say a shark. <laughs> a shark is probably my favorite animal. That's like if I could be an animal, I would be a shark. <laughs> Sorry. But if my favorite animal, I don't know, it could be something else like a lemur or something. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was my nickname back in the day, Turtle. Really? Why? <laughs> you know, that's pretty good. No, nah, because. Uh, 
we were making fun of each other and there's a turtle on the wall. So a kid was like adding turtle. Little <laughs> and I had a little head like a turtle. <laughs> my, my favorite animal is a hawk. Part three of the garden report. Let's open up that Twitter bag. First one is from Nick A. Howe. He asks, Soli has gotten himself in great shape ready for this year. Is this his breakout year? Julian, what did we see tonight? Is he going to break out? breakout year? Is he going to make the all-star team? Yeah. I, I think it's kind of it. Is he going to be an all-star caliber player? Basically? Yeah, the story every year is how Sully has to get into shape. And um, it's always kind of something that he just kind of rolls over. You know, at media day this year, he said, well, do you guys think I'm in shape, essentially? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which we, I don't think that there was a good answer for that one. <laughs> he said he hadn't weighed himself. So That stood out to me. That was hilarious. Yes. When you're trying to lose weight... Not that I would know because I'm not trying to lose weight. But I would assume that you would probably, you know, keep track of how much weight you're losing or not losing at all. And if you don't step on a scale at all, all entire summer, that tells me that you're not really trying to at least keep track or you're not that completely serious about losing. That would make sense The Celtics have a multi-million dollar training staff. So is he telling me that he was just like at home doing sit-ups and then like maybe something <laughs> on scale? No, he was with the training staff. They have all this advanced bio. There was a story today with ESPN with uh, Pablo Torres and Tom Abistro about advanced biometrics that a lot of teams are using. And he's like, oh, I have to step on a scale. Where they're like measuring like how much like, your yeah. DNA count for God's sake. He probably had some doesn't even He had to thing. have an idea. Yeah. So I do conti- think you, any, continue. Anyway, Please continue right, with We got that yeah. out of the way. Could he have a breakout year? It's his third year in the league. He only played half of his rookie season. He was pretty good last year, but, you know, there's a very good chance that he will improve this year. If you want to call that a breakout, mm, I think he averaged around, was it like 13-9 and nine last year? So, a little less than that, yeah. So, you know, maybe he can be around like a 15-10 and 10 guy this year. That would make sense to me. So, you know, that would be a breakout year in ways for him. Yeah, I, I think I kind of agree with you know, I, I don't think he's going to make the all-star team, but I think he is going to improve his shooting for, for sure. I think his outside shot, hopefully. I pray that he improves that. And <laughs> Can't handle watching that again. Yeah, and, and I think I think the points per game are going to go up, and I think the rebounds will go up slightly as well. Yeah, I think I, I think he'll become more well-known around the NBA this year, so if that qualifies as a breakout year, yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to, like I said, I don't want to repeat myself, but I don't think he's going to be the all-star team, but I, I do think he's going to, him and Olenek can have something good going, I think, mm-hmm. that well, the thing is, when you think of breakout, I kind of look at like Al Jefferson, who was in a similar spot in the 06 07 right. season. And yeah. he averaged something around like 17 and 9 that year. But you looked at it, they were, he was a guy that they were going to. I mean, they were feeding him on the mm-hmm. block, stuff like that. Solinger, that's a big difference. This last year, they weren't really running plays for him, they weren't going right. to him, clearing out. It right. was a, he's just he's such a menace on the offensive glass that he was able to pick up a lot of stuff. And he had those like 18 and 18 right. kind of He's games. not a guy that you really draw plays for. He yeah. just kind of picks up the trash. But he can be, though. No, you can't. Can be, but he, to this point, he hasn't really been. So we're saying no, we don't see him doing that. Right. Okay. So the next question is from Dream Shake. It's <laughs> do you think Sully can score 20 points a game for this team? Uh, we kind of I'm assuming we're going to say one. no to that. Or one. We just kind of answer that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, 20, 20 is 20 is up there. 20 is up about, there for anybody. What about 16? I think that's much more. Halfway realistic. between 15 and Al Jefferson. That's more realistic. Yeah, 16. Yeah. I think we're saying 16 and 10 would be a really good. That's season. reachable. Okay. No, I mean, I mean he had he, really good. He was a beast tonight, rebounding. He had 13 boards, four offensive. Um, in his what did he play? 26 minutes. 
you know. It's he, a lot of rebounds in 26 minutes. It is. Uh, he can One every two really affect a game on the glass. I mean, you know, although we think, you know, he's going to average 15 and 10, 16 and 10 this season, he's still going to have a few of those games like he had last year, the 22. 25, yeah. 20 games and the, the 34, 22 games or whatever he's he had last year. He's the only guy on the team year. probably that can do that. Maybe Vitor, I guess, if, if, he, <laughs> if he ever plays. If so. he can stay on the court. Yeah, and yeah, the the thing with Solinger is just going back to the being in shape part. He's supposed to be in better shape, yet every time he tried to jump to get a rebound, he barely even left the ground. I mean, the the verticality isn't really coming. He, he carves out the space. He doesn't yes. go up and get him. Yeah, but the whole point of losing weight is to be able to carve is to be able to carve out. You don't want him to lose too sure. much weight where he, just, he can't I, be as physical. I think he's pretty far away from that. Well, right you'd be surprised how quickly. Okay. Well, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. We're talking about a skinny big guy, Tyler Zeller. Uh, he could. If you could just take some of Selinger's weight, <laughs> that would be ideal for everybody involved. Yeah. We're going to put Sully in up right past his body. Yeah, that would yeah. be pretty good. But <laughs> yeah. it would be like Carl Malone, basically. But even the lights just went out. Um, getting kicked out. Hope you can still see us here. So there it oh. is again. So Tyler Zeller, we thought he'd be kind of like a pick and roll uh, kind of guy. There's a little bit of pick and a little bit of rolling going on. But for the most part, he didn't really get his hands on the ball. Or at least he didn't get two hands around the ball. No. It was like picking and like, hey, what's that over there? And like, forgot like what was going on. It's so a lot of a lot mean, more pretty girls in the uh, in the stands here. I, I had high. I I had some relative, you know, relative relatively speaking, high, yeah, relatively high expectations for him compared comparatively speaking, I should say. And tonight did not meet them at all. I thought he was a step behind almost everything. He gets some fouls that you know were, just looked like he was behind the plays and wasn't in the game. His hands weren't ready. I. I I think expect more from him going forward. Yeah. I mean, you guys know in the preseason, a big thing that Stevens and Zeller keep talking about is, oh, he can, he's he's a big, run, he can right? run the floor, yeah. he can run the floor. And I was kind of laughing because, you know, right when he got in the game, they threw a full court pass to Zeller, and he was just running, not even looking for the ball. It just bounced out of bounds. So, like, yes, home, he was run running, home. but, you know, you got to be ready for the ball on the other end right. when you're running. Well, that's, too. that's a, a second step. There's a whole piece. Yeah. Yeah. Another piece. Track and field here. So, I mean, Zeller, I was expecting a lot more from him tonight. Like, you guys, he played almost 18 minutes. He didn't attempt a shot. Um, he, yeah. But he, he, didn't, he didn't really make an impact no, down low near the rim. He, he got was, dunked on, too. Yeah. Well, that's the biggest stat. Okay, well, how about a guy that overachieved a little bit to our expectations? James Young. Uh, he, he had a good game. The numbers weren't as spectacular as, they, as I think it really appeared on paper. Yeah. Or, to the eye test, should I say. Uh, but the way that he was running around in the fourth quarter, he made so many big plays just by running and being in the right place at the right time. James Young is the wild card. Yeah. I mean, I think I think if you ask anybody who's the wild card on this team, it's James Young because he's – you don't know a whole lot about him coming out of school. You've heard great things about him. He's, you know, he's a great shooter. We obviously know he can dunk because we saw the dunk he had in the national championship game. Defense, there's room to be room, – room for improvement. But according to Brad Stevens, he's been impressed by his defense too. So, and I think tonight we saw, I, I liked what I saw. I mean, he had a couple nice shots. I mean, he seems like a, a guy that when the Celtics drafted him, people thought that that could be, that was a really like upside pick and that could be, I could turn out to be a steal later on. And, and um, I assume they still feel that way about him. Yeah. I like your wild card analogy because you can kind of see like, you know, he had 10 points tonight. You could kind of see Young maybe averaging 10 points per game this season. If you told me, or if you told me that, at least I wouldn't be shocked. Mm -hmm. And if you told me that he was in the D-League for half the season, right. I wouldn't be shocked either. Yeah. So, you know, we don't really know what we're going to see out of him. But tonight, you know, he 
I thought he shot the ball better than the numbers, if that makes sense. He went three for eight and yeah. one for five from three. He got and fouled I can on remember, a three too. And he got fouled on a three. Uh, that was he was a little nervous. Play, he just came yeah, in the game shot, and he yeah. missed his first two free throws. But he uh, he went one for five from three, and you know I can remember a couple of them that just really rimmed out. Mm-hmm. They were halfway down. You know he's he's gonna put some games together where if he's shooting the ball well, you know he's gonna put some points up. Agreed. You know that play was the one I really liked. Was how his first ever offensive possession in an NBA ball game. He took that corner three and he got that foul. Mm-hmm. That's, little that's, Jamal Crawford. In yeah, exactly. <laughs> or little Jordan Crawford. Jordan. In him too. Maybe a little. Yeah. Hopefully but, not too much. But the point being <laughs> is that he wasn't afraid to take that shot. And a yeah. lot of rookies probably would have been scared to take that shot. So that was really good to see that he was ready. He's he's looking at this as you know what when when they call my number I'm ready to go. And not a lot of mid first round picks that are supposedly raw to the point that they're D League material. A lot of those guys, that's the reason why they go down right. to the D League, is because they're scared to take that shot. Right. Because the athleticism is clearly there. Yes. I mean, he made mm-hmm. those plays. He had that really tough shot where he was on the break and he kind of like went on the left shot. Yeah. yeah. Left hook shot barely went in. I mean, he's he's going to make plays. I'm sure the physicality against going against like the top quality teams, that's going to really take him out of his game. But at least he's going to be able to contribute on the big league roster and not have to be sent down based on the first game, which of course means basically <laughs> nothing, but a little bit at least. <laughs> yes. Well, we got one game to go on, so that's what we got to give you analysis wise. Uh, so, Julian. Uh, hey, give it up you. for this guy. Round of applause. His debut. Thank this you, gentlemen. Guy. Not bad. Not right. good, but not bad. Nah, right. Good enough. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'll put all the Twitter <laughs> handles below us here, so follow everybody. So I'm Jared Weiss, Jimmy Toscano, Julian Edlow. That's it for the Garden Report. Like us on YouTube, on Facebook. Download the show on iTunes. We got the audio version of the show. You can get you can get the Garden Report wherever you want. Like us in real life and, too. Uh, yeah, I just think, like hug yeah, us on the important. streets if you want to. So we'll see you for the next Celtics home game in the Garden. Ta-ta for now. Garden Report, we're out of here. Uh, I was just actually just trying to treat it like another game. Like I was back in Kentucky. Uh, try not to overlook things, overthink things. That's just, that'll just throw your game off. So I just treat every game like it's my last and just go out there and play as hard as I can. I actually did. <laughs> it's kind of blowing up right now. So. <laughs>